Let's think about Job as we fall asleep tonight. Job chapter 1, where we left off the last time we were in Job, starting at verse 2. We were introduced to Job in verse 1. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright, one who feared God and turned away from evil. We already meditated on that, so let's start thinking about verse 2 and on. So I'm going to read it, and you just use your mind's eye, use your imagination. It's one of my favorite things to do when I do meditate on Scripture is when it's describing things, to try to visualize it. I grew up watching a lot of movies. I've cooled off on that in my old age here, but I'm a pretty visual person. Maybe you are as well. Let's try to visualize everything that's described and what we're about to read. Job 1, starting at verse 2. There were born to Job seven sons and three daughters. So picture this large family. Obviously, all these ten children weren't born at the same time, so Job's household had at least one baby going on for many, many years as they had this big family, seven sons, three daughters. He possessed 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, which I think means 1,000 oxen. I think a yoke is two oxen. And 500 female donkeys and very many servants, so that this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. So just picture scenes from the daily life in this household. Seven sons, three daughters. Think about all the different stages of development Job would have experienced with all these kids. Seeing them all through infancy and being toddlers and young child stage, that adolescent stage, young men, young women. And then all they had going on, talk about counting sheep, 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and very many servants. Didn't even try to number how many servants to tend all the, this livestock. I'm just going to give you a minute just to visualize all of this. If you're having a hard time visualizing it because you're trying to put it in its ancient setting and you're just not sure what things would have looked like, I can understand that. Sometimes it's helpful actually to try to visualize it in a modern setting. kind of can connect you with the reality of it a little bit so it doesn't seem quite so much like a fairy tale, but true history. So you can try to picture this prosperous of a man in today's world, maybe having a giant farm, huge family, living 
there on site helping out. Verse 4 gives us a little picture into the lifestyle they led. It says, His sons used to go and hold a feast in the house of each one on his day, and they would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. And when the days of the feast had run their course, Job would send and consecrate them, and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did continually. Now remember, Job is being presented here as the epitome of an innocent man because he's about to undergo tremendous suffering and the point of the book of Job is to think through the implications of an innocent or at least seemingly innocent man going through suffering. What is God's part in that? How can that be? So right now in this section, this is a picture of what uh, a good family life looks like. So the sons would hold a feast, kind of rotating their houses, hosting this these feasts, and they would invite their sisters and share meals together. And then after, let's think about what Job did. He would send and consecrate them. That means to, to set them apart unto the Lord. He would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. So Job would intercede for and pray for his ten children before God. Now you may or may not have children. I don't know. If you do have children, I feel like there's just a, a direct application here. And what a great way to fall asleep, praying for your children one by one. But whether you do or do not have biological children, you definitely have younger people in your life that you have some influence and responsibility for. Younger Christians in your sphere of influence at church or within your family, your friends at work. Let's do like Job did and intercede for them one by one. So first, just start thinking about the first layer of people near to you. So if you have people who live with you in your household, if you have a family, just pray for each one of them. You don't know, like Job said, they may have sin in their life that stands between them and God. They may not be Christians. You may know some of the things going on for them, and there may be things going on inside their hearts and minds that you don't know. Just pray for them one by one.
outside of your household, probably the next layer of people that you spend the most time with are your coworkers. Think about the people you work with. Intercede for them one by one. I want to encourage you to spend the rest of the time that you're awake interceding for more people. So you can think about the layer beyond your immediate family or work family. Think about your church family, your extended family, people that you see. It might be helpful to just go through who all you will see tomorrow. It's in your mind. Walk the halls you're going to walk. Go to the places you're going to go in your mind's eye. Just intercede for all those people. What a great, productive, fruitful, godly way to fall asleep. And let me pray for you as you do that. Father, thank you for my brother and my sister listening right now. As we try to meditate on your word, we pray for all your blessings. I pray for your blessings upon them. You would bless them with peace, that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit. Bring to mind specific people that they need to intercede for, people who need prayer. Prayer for forgiveness, for release from sin, for conviction of sin, for healing, for restoration with you, for provision, for wisdom and guidance, for peace and comfort. Whatever it may be, we have your Holy Spirit. We just ask that you would prompt us to pray well as we fall asleep tonight. And we trust you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen.